is episode 13 of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. Today, we're going to cover spiritual warfare. Let's do this. Welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. I'm your host, Atticus Wynn. Because of the lovely people at Anchor, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. You can find updates about the podcast on my Instagram at atticus.ngyen, that is atticus.win, along with uh, devotionals and daily verses. If you have any questions to be submitted for a future Q&A episode or for the single question segment at the end of each episode, excluding this episode, you can email me at ft tk.ntb at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to send a question in the form of an audio message to be featured on an episode, go to my page on Anchor at www.anchor.fm forward slash ftkntb where you will find a link to send one. I duly apologize for the lack of episodes these last few weeks. I kind of wish I had a valid excuse for taking so long with this um episode is definitely an important one and I'm genuinely glad I wrote down the script for this and much like many of the other topics that we have really discussed in the past, the topic of spiritual warfare tends to be skewed in ways that are completely off. And what I mean by that is some of the methods of spiritual warfare preached in some church circles are completely unbiblical. And one of the primary spiritual warfare tactics that they do preach is that of rebuking the devil or trying to bind the devil. Um, I will say this, though. Um, our primary battle as Christians is still an unearthly one. One that involves flesh and blood um, is still not an earthly one that involves the flesh and blood in the physical sense. But I got to get this really, really straightened out quickly. There is no biblical basis for that rebuking tactic. We as followers of Christ are meant to submit to God, resist the devil so that he will flee from us. As said in James chapter 4 verse 7. In fact, the only person who should rebuke the devil is God himself as shown in the book of Zechariah chapter 3 verse 2. The part where true spiritual warfare comes in is through the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18. It says in these verses, and I'm reading this through the CSB version by the way, finally be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist righteousness like armor on your chest and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace in every situation take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints I'm going to go ahead and analyze these verses as concisely as possible so that anyone who is listening can understand it since I know that I I genuinely know that it can get really confusing sometimes in really long sermons at church. Okay, so verse 14 um, involves the belt of truth and the chest armor of righteousness. Uh, the belt itself is meant to hold the entirety of the armor together as Satan tends to attack us with lies that sound true to us. Therefore, we have to get into God's word to really secure our armor together properly. 
Um, now, the chest armor of righteousness can be a little tricky. The armor is meant to guard the vital organs, but in this context, it's meant to protect our heart. We have to remember ultimately that our righteousness is not our own, but rather from Jesus. He's the one who justified us and washed us of our sins so that we can be seen as righteous before God. Verse 15 is where it talks about the feet being sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. Uh, the essence of the entire verse is meant to show us that we have to be ready to go out to the world, whether it be our um, nearby community or another country, and spread the gospel in any way that we can. It's in the same way that a hockey player wouldn't go out to the rink without skates. And also to clarify, the gospel of peace is about the peace that we have with God, knowing that he is with us through our trials in this life and that we have a reward in going to heaven because of his free gift of salvation that occurred because his son was sent to die on the cross for us. Verse 16 talks about the shield of faith, and I think it's something that we tend to forget to really implement into our lives. Oftentimes when we go when we go under oftentimes when we go um, undergo trials in our lives, we tend to give in to the lies of Satan that God has abandoned us or does not love us any longer. Um, through our shield of faith, we can prevent those lies from even touching us because we believe in God's word and promises more than Satan's lies. If a thought comes up that God cannot provide for you in a certain season of your life, then you meditate on the verse, Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 to 34. If a thought comes up that God does not love you anymore, that he has abandoned you, meditate on Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39. I believe I provide a commentary or 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 really talked about both of those um to like both multiple times throughout the past couple of episodes and verse 17 talks about the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit the helmet of salvation is meant to protect our minds in the spiritual battlefield it protects us from the shame and condemnation that often comes for us because of what we've done in the past before we were saved or even in the present day we remember that through accepting the free gift of salvation we can deny our our fleshly desires and live for jesus as a new creation and the sword of the spirit is obviously our main source of um, offense in this um, in this overall like spiritual battle. And as it is stated later in verse seventeen, the sword of the spirit is actually the word of God. We have to use it to counter Satan's lies, much like how Jesus did while being tested in the wilderness. And if you want, you can look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 to be reminded of how powerful the word of God actually is. Finally, verse 18 is the only one that does not have any kind of figurative language to it. But it does state something so simple, yet pivotal. It's prayer. And, uh, what a, and it is one of the main ways that we maintain communication with our leader, provider, and savior. And we can draw near him, and he will draw near us. We can ask him for strength, for his power is perfected in weakness, and we can have confidence knowing that he will answer our prayers. It is stated later in the verse that we are also to pray for others, and this is so that we may all be unified and alert in this spiritual fight. And to close this out, I want to remind and encourage everyone with this. God has already given us the victory over sin as stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse, uh, verse number 57. Even though we may fall into sin at some points and feel like we keep losing battle after battle, 
have confidence that we can draw near him and we can be strengthened by him to continue in our walk because he is faithful. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Thank you for listening into this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. This episode couldn't be possible without the amazing support from my brothers and sisters in Christ that I also call friends. And it definitely wouldn't be possible without the amazing God that transformed my identity and life into a slave of Christ. Tune into the next episode where we cover alcohol use in Christianity. And remember, we as believers live for the kingdom, not the brand.